My own Bible looks a little shredded. (laughs) You can see, I don't know if y'all can see here, the sweat marks from my hand. Actually, this hand. Um, A treasure indeed. What comes to us in this book. So we are continuing our series on being at ease in God's world and we are going to be hearing these words from the letter to the Ephesians, chapter 2, beginning at verse 11. Listen for the word of God. So then, remember that at one time you Gentiles by birth, called the uncircumcision by those who are called the circumcision, a physical circumcision made in the flesh by human hands, remember that you were at that time without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace. In his flesh, he has made both groups into one and has broken down the dividing wall. That is, the hostility between us. He has abolished the law with its commandments and ordinances that he might create in himself one new humanity in place of the two, thus making peace, and might reconcile both groups to God in one body through the cross, thus putting to death that hostility through it. So he came and proclaimed peace to you who were far off, And peace to those who were near. For through him, both of us have access in one spirit to the Father. So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are citizens with the saints and also members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are built together spiritually into a dwelling place for God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts Be acceptable unto you, O God, our rock and redeemer. Amen. So the last few weeks we have been looking at what it means to be at ease in God's world. With the foundation of that being that God created this world. God created the cosmos and declared it good. And yet, we struggle with the stuff that is still not good. (laughs) Our culture, our global culture, is one that is based on fear. And what arises so often out of that fear are hierarchies and categories and dividing people into groups and some are better than others and some are based on privilege and some are not given as much privilege. It is 
seeing the world, as Paul called it, katasarka, according to the flesh, according to what is on the outside. But because God is reconciling the world to God's own self through Christ, we who follow the banner of Christ, so to speak, are called to a particular ministry. And it is the ministry of reconciliation, the ministry of peacemaking. That is our call. And yet, we are still stuck in this shameful enterprise of dividing people into groups based on class, based on color, based on religion, based on no religion, based on political affiliation, any number of ways that we can classify people. Yeah, I'm not a big one for telling jokes in sermons, but I want to tell this one because I think it fits. And I just heard this a few weeks ago, and I just thought it was so funny, but it makes a good point. So there's a scientist. Scientists are really good at classification, right? Okay. There's a scientist who's talking with God. And the scientist says, you know, God, you're not the only one who creates. We create, too. God says, really? Okay, well, tell me some about that. And the scientist says, I can create a human being. And God says, Well, that's very interesting. Why don't you show me that? So the scientist says, okay. So the scientist reaches down to the earth and starts scooping the earth together to make a human being. And God says, wait, 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 deal breaker. And the scientist says, why? He goes, you got to make your own dirt. I really love that joke because it's a reality check, is it not? We can get so caught up in our own enterprises, in our own actually wonderful God-given creative abilities, but we forget from whom those creative abilities are derived, do we not? And it's interesting to consider this particular text from the letter to the Ephesians because the author is addressing two categories of people, right? The circumcised Jews, those of Israel, and the uncircumcised. And the author insists that what God has done through Christ is brought about a new creation in which those categories collapse and in which there is one humanity. One humanity. So our, our exercise of separating people into grades of skin color into separating people into Jew or Christian or Muslim or Hindu or Buddhist or atheist. Our exercise at separating people into rich and middle class and poor, all of that is collapsed 
because what God has done through Christ has brought about one humanity. And there's that word one that appears in this scripture quite a bit. One body, one humanity, one spirit. And yet, we're still kind of stuck, aren't we? I'm indebted to writer Brian McLaren for the insight that I'm about to share. In his book, We Make the Road by Walking, he takes us back to that creation story in Genesis 2 where we have two trees, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the tree of life is wide open and available to the man and the woman who are in the garden, as is everything else in the garden. The tree of life, I mean, it summons up all kinds of amazing images, life-giving, possibly giving fruit that nurtures the body and that is a delight to the eyes and its beauty. I mean, what more do you need? But then there's this other tree, the second tree, which God has said, do not eat of that fruit. But, of course, we know that story, don't we? The man and the woman eat of that fruit. And this is what McLaren has to say about that. The second tree could represent the desire to play God and judge parts of God's creation, all of which God considers good as evil. God sees everything as good, but we will accuse more and more things of being evil. In so doing, we will create in ourselves the very evil we claim to detect in others. In other words, the more we judge and accuse, the less we will reflect God and the less we will fulfill our potential as image bearers of God. The less we will be able to carry out the ministry of reconciliation and peacemaking to which we have been called. There's something very interesting about the gospel, about the good news that comes to us through Jesus Christ. And another preacher put it this way. The gospel doesn't fulfill our desires. It reorients them. Reorients us. reorients us, takes us from this exercise of categorizing, which has a shaming in it, and takes us to one humanity, one body, guided by the spirit which has been at work in the cosmos and in the world, inspiring not only Christians, but people of all different walks of life, one spirit 
calling us ever more deeply into this world that God has created good and which is still good. One spirit, one body. Amen.